Um, I want to talk just a little bit about some of the things the committee is going to be doing uh, this fall. We're obviously very engaged in, in what the super committee is doing, and we're going to be making our recommendations here uh, very shortly. Uh, we're going to recommend some 80 programs uh, be eliminated or consolidated, and uh, which is going to amount to about $100 million uh, for the committee. Um, I think we're, we're pretty pleased about it. We've scrubbed it pretty carefully. Uh, these are programs that have already been uh, duplicated elsewhere in government. Uh, there's no reason for us to be spending money uh, twice and sometimes three times uh, on the same, uh, uh, the same program. We're also going to be pretty focused on regulation and trying to look at those regulations that are obviously preventing businesses from expanding. You know, in our hearings every week, despite whatever the, uh, the topic is, we always ask or somebody asks or I try to ask uh, businesses, you know, what it is that they're doing when it comes to looking to the future, um, expansion, adding jobs. Um, what are you doing to, uh, uh, to expand your business? And pretty much without exception, they'll come back and say, you know, we're not going to do anything right now until we see what this health care bill is going to cost us, until we see what the new regulation uh, is going to cost us, until we see what our tax uh, policy is going to, uh, to be like, until we see what our energy uh, costs are going to be. So we're just sitting back. And then many times uh, beyond that, too, they'll come up to me after the hearing and they'll say, look, we're just waiting until after the next presidential election. We aren't doing anything uh, until the next election, and, uh, and that says as much uh, as anything else. We're going to get to hear tonight what the president has to, uh, uh, has to offer. I'm afraid it's just more of the same. It's lots of spending. Um, he has some uh, tax gimmicks, and that's truly what they are uh, in there. The president just needs to quit talking about increasing everyone's taxes. Um, and when he's talking about everyone, he's talking about those individuals making 200000 or 250000 which is the majority of the way small businesses file their income tax. And it's going to hit them right between the eyes. <clears throat> I was with the president here. It was actually a couple of years ago when he invited uh, myself and, and Mary Landrew from the Senate, Nidia Velasquez and, and uh, Olympia Snow, the four principals in the Senate and the House when it comes to small business. And he wanted to talk about what he could do to increase uh, uh, increase job growth, obviously, and do and help small businesses out. And this is when he came out with his proposal to uh, to do a 90% loan guarantee and to waive pretty much all the fees. And I said, Mr. President, that's great, you know, for those businesses who use the SBA. But the problem is when you're talking about taxing those small businesses uh, and increasing their taxes, um, then then you're obviously, you know, taking away from them and it's going to harm them. And he put his hands up. He said, Sam, we just don't think it's going to uh, touch that many people. And I said, Mr. President, how can you say that? All due respect, but how can you say that? And he said, we just don't think it's going to affect that many small businesses. And that just kind of goes to show you how out of touch this administration, uh, this administration truly is. <clears throat> now I'm going to bring up each one of my committee chairs and let them talk to you just, uh, just a little bit about uh, what they're doing. We're going to start with Mike uh, from Colorado. Mike Kaufman, he chairs our Oversight Committee uh, and Investigations, which is a big, big uh, committee, given that the, uh, uh, the Small Business Committee is truly an oversight committee. And uh, he has a big responsibility, and he does a great job. Come on up, Mike. Well, thank you so much for, for having us uh, here today. I've got the uh, uh, Oversight and Investigations uh, Committee. And the, the issues certainly that, that we're looking at are the regulatory, the regulatory burdens that have, that have been imposed upon small business and, and the cost of that in, in bringing specific issues forward, whether they're uh, something with the EPA or, or something in transportation, and, and to show uh, how it affects a small business and, and, to, and what the remedy is and, and to bring those remedies forward in legislative solutions. Uh, most recently uh, uh, did a, a field hearing 
back in my my home state, back in Colorado, uh, to talk to bring bankers forward uh, to talk about the, the the regulations that have come down on on the banking community and how they've affected access to credit to to small business. And so I think we can we what we need to do is the, the balance uh, the pendulum has swung too far. We need to bring it back in the middle so we could free up uh, access to capital to small business. And so uh, we're uh, heavily engaged, and uh, we, we fully understand in this subcommittee, as does the whole committee, that small business is the engine that drives uh, economic growth and job creation. And, and if we don't get that moving, this, this economy is not going to be moving forward. Thanks, Mike. Next, I'll bring up R <coughs> Renee Elmers from North Carolina, and she has our uh, Healthcare and Technology Subcommittee, and, and uh, Renee's doing a, doing a fantastic job, by the way. Thank you, thank you so much, and, and thank you, Chairman Graves. Um, we have done a lot of work. Um, for some of you who I have not met, my background is in healthcare. I'm a nurse. Uh, my husband is a surgeon. So definitely, um, we come with many concerns. I ran for office because I was very concerned with where the country was going with uh, basically government-run health care. And that is um, on health care and technology. We have taken a focus on the health care issue because we understand it is so paramount to our businesses and how, how our small businesses are going to move forward um, in trying to, to um, afford the, the health care bill. Some of the things that we've done, um, we've held two subcommittee um, hearings so far, um, one based on the um, health IT, which um, there are mandates um, for meaningful use to physicians, hospitals, extends into pharmaceuticals and every, you know, pharmacies along the lines. If, if you're not meeting meaningful use, there can be penalties for hospitals, physicians. Um, these are some of the things that we feel are very detrimental to our business end of it um, for our physicians. As we all know, many of our physicians are small business owners, and they have to deal with that issue as well. And that's a very costly one for them to have the undertaking. Health IT is a very important um, aspect of healthcare moving forward. But some of the other issues that we're dealing with are the number of errors that, that are taking place in, in health IT uh, moving forward. So we, we've also formulated and sent a letter on behalf of myself and Chairman Graves um, to uh, Kathleen Sebelius, HHS, um, addressing those concerns. Um, we've also sent letter, uh, another letter basically um, on dealing with the, the exchanges that um, our businesses are going to be faced with if they're not able to provide health care to their um, employees and how that's going to affect not only small business but small business from the aspect of private insurance as well. We have um, yet to hear back from HHS on those issues, um, but we're hopeful. Um, we've also um, put forward a, a couple of other aspects um, in working through the small business, um, the STEAM Act, which is basically, again, for those physicians and hospitals that are, di that are facing the possibility of penalty moving forward, um, basically this, this will draw back on any of the penalties that they, would, that they would be facing with. But most importantly, and probably uh, most timely right now, 
along with Chairman Graves. Um, we have the, the Small Business Innovation Research um, Grant of 2011 that, that we are presently waiting and, and working with the Senate um, on that bill. Um, we did get an extension of the previous bill through the end of this month. So we're hoping to, to um, through those negotiations, to have our updated version of the 2011, which is so important to small business, um, for those small business innovation grants, especially in North Carolina, technology, innovation, and research is so important moving forward in creation of jobs. And we have got to do everything we can, not only to, to be rolling back on those regulations that are facing our businesses right now, which we know are halting growth, but we also have to be looking forward to the future in research and development. And this is an excellent way for us to be looking into the future to create jobs. So those are some of the things that we're working on, and I am just honored and privileged to be part of the Small Business Committee and chairing that, um, that subcommittee. And, and again, thank you, and thank you to Chairman Graves, too. Thanks, Renee. Renee's uh, also a nurse and brings a unique perspective to that uh, to that committee. Uh, next, I'm going to introduce uh, uh, our chairman of the. Uh, new, it's actually a new committee, Agriculture, Trade, and uh, or Agriculture, Trade, and uh, uh, Energy Subcommittee. And it's we kind of brought it back. We used to have that committee, and then it was done away with, and then we kind of brought it back. But Scott Tipton from Colorado uh, chairs that committee, and so Scott, why don't you come on up? I'm glad to be on the resurrected committee uh, that was brought back. So I uh, truly appreciate the leadership that Chairman Graves has brought uh, to the Small Business uh, Committee. I think, as all of you know, small business is the number one job creator in this country. Under energy, ag, and trade, we've held multiple hearings right now, dealt with the GIPSA rule uh, impacting the ag community. Uh, we are going to be holding another field hearing out in Colorado in the next two weeks, uh, addressing the regulatory impacts, how it's impacting energy, our ability to be able to get America moving and jobs created once again. I'll tell you, we just came back off of uh, this month-long month -long work week, I guess. Month-long work week, is that an oxymoron? It's a, it's a multiple weeks. And it was incredible to me the disconnect between Washington, D.C. and what's happening on the ground uh, in our communities. My district, 3rd Congressional District of Colorado, is small business. That is the number one job creator. In fact, to buttress some of Chairman Graves' comments in terms of when we're talking about the tax code and how it's going to impact us, we're seeing in this country, according to the Wall Street Journal, under sub-S's, LLC's, sole proprietorships, we have 773,000 small businesses in this country, creating 21 million jobs in this country. And the President wants to attack that. He thinks that Washington needs the money more than job creators need that money. Come to my district. Walk my streets. You're seeing closed stores. You're seeing businesses that are truly struggling. We're going to be holding this hearing, and it's going to be about energy. That is an important component to being able to get this economy moving once again in this country. In fact, I think it's going to be the pathway to lead us out of this recession, getting energy moving in the United States. Just had an opportunity to be able to go over to Israel. When you look at the challenges that are coming out of Libya, out of Syria, out of Egypt, what's going on potentially over in Jordan right now, we see real challenges to the energy creation and how it's going to impact this country. We can play a role. 
of the 3rd Congressional District, in fact, out of the Rocky Mountain West, if we will release that regulatory burden, we can unleash energy certainty for this country. We can be able to create jobs in this country to be able to provide for our people. I don't know about you, but when the President came out and was through the uh, Import-Export Bank going to authorize, going to guarantee a billion dollars worth of loans over to Brazil to be able to drill off of their shores, did it ever cross your mind, if we're going to make that kind of an investment, what about investing it here in this country? creating jobs on American soil, developing American energy resources, and being able to get our people back to work. That's going to be the focus of our committee. It is about jobs. It is about the regulations. We're spending in this country right now $1,750,000,000,000 a year in regulatory compliance. That is a tremendous drain. We have a whole series of new regulatory requirements which are currently on the threshold that are being proposed by the President and by his administration. We are sapping the energy of America. As we visit with those small businesses, and, and Chairman Graves has highlighted this numerous times through all of our committee hearings, we are hearing businesses that do not have certainty. They want to be able to create jobs. They want to be able to get America moving once again. But we need to be able to unleash something that, that we don't talk about a lot in this country anymore. Phrases that I grew up with, and maybe you did too, it was Yankee ingenuity and American know-how. We do it best. We do it better than anybody on the face of this planet when we have the liberty to be able to exercise that. What this committee, what the House side uh, of, the, of this Congress is working on from, from the Republican majority is to be able to unleash Murray, you were just talking about your business. Uh, creativity, uh, maximizing potential, and using people's uh, uh, own intellect to be able to, to create those opportunities for jobs. That's important. So we'll continue to hold these hearings. We, we do appreciate your support. Uh, we're going to get this economy moving again. Uh, this is going to be a two-cycle election. We've taken the first step. Part two comes in about a year and a couple of months right now. But uh, America will stand proud. America will stand tall again. Uh, we thank you for your support, and we'll continue to work on it. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thanks, Scott. Uh, our next chairman is, has the uh, Economic Growth Tax and uh, uh, Capital Access uh, Subcommittee. Um, Joe Walsh, who, given his newfound notoriety for not attending, uh, things. I'm just glad that he's got committee, uh, committee functions at the top of his priority list, obviously, because he's here with us today. I've got Thanks, to <laughs> I'll, be, uh, I'll, I'll be really brief because we're all going to say the same thing because we all know what we need to do. Um, I will not be attending the President's speech tonight. I'm going to fly home in a couple hours and actually sit down with 50 to 60 small businessmen and women, uh, get their thoughts and their recommendations on what we need to do when it comes to job creation in this country, and then we'll take those recommendations back to the President. We, we all know what we need to do, and every one of our committees is going to be focused on the same thing. I said during the campaign, Mick probably said it, Scott said it, Renee probably said it, there's no group of people in this country with a target on their back, like small businessmen and women. Our job is clear. We've got to free them up. They're overregulated, they're overtaxed, and they're scared to death with, what, with what's coming out of Washington. Uh, we held a hearing a month ago, brought in heads of community banks, 
around Illinois and asked them, why aren't you lending to small business? Why aren't you lending? We knew the answer, but the answer was clear. Their hands are tied. Dodd-Frank had tied their hands. They can't lend because of government regulations. Uh, this next election will be the most important election in our lives. It should also be the easiest election. The differences are clear. It's an honor to work with Sam in this committee. This is, as the pamphlet says, small business is the engine of this economy. We got to free her up again, and we will. Thanks. Our last subcommittee is uh, Contracting and Workforce, and Mick Mulvaney from uh, mm -hmm. South Carolina it chairs that uh, committee. And I don't know if you noticed, we've got a lot of uh, new members that are chairing uh, subcommittees mm -hmm. on the Small Business Committee, and they're doing a fantastic job. They hit the ground running, every one of them, and, uh, and really pushing forward. Thank you. It's good to have you. I, uh, I apologize if I'm a half a step late. Thank you for letting me go last. I was at the debates last night, and... Uh, uh -huh. I haven't slept in about uh, two days. It fell to me, by the way, to defend the Republicans uh, against Chris Matthews on MSNBC. But he said to say hello to you, Joe, by the way. He's, uh, uh, <laughs> it's true. No, I – he said, you tell Joe Walsh. Um, the uh, – wanting to mention something that I think is worth, worth commenting on, which he gave the introduction about us taking the message back. Let's be honest with ourselves. We lose the messaging. We do. We, we lose the messaging. We try and make an articulate, principled argument on a particular matter, whatever it is, and then the opposition trots out a needy child or a disabled vet or something and pulls at the heartstrings, and we lose the storytelling part of the battle. Uh, we lose the anecdotes. And one of the things we've done this year uh, in my subcommittee is try to start winning that battle. And the good news is that the stories are out there and that if we can get the stories back to the folks back home. We will start winning this battle. I'll give you two very quick examples. We had a group of small business people come in. It's a gentleman who ran a cartography business. He made maps under a federal contract. He went into work one day and there was a gentleman sitting at his desk who announced to this small businessman that he was now out of business, that he was from the government, that he had canceled the contract, and that he was taking over the work. And when the small businessman said, what am I going to go tell my seven or eight employees I've got out here, the guy said, don't worry, I've hired all of them and given them 20% raises. Clean out your stuff and get out. Um, that happened. That happened in this country. Um, the other story um, that we're getting ready to tell um, when we go on and, and deal with um, project labor agreements later on this year uh, will be the, the, one of the small businesses in, in my district. Uh, they, make, they sell building supplies, two-by-fours, bricks. Uh, Shaw Air Force Base uh, in my district just had a several hundred million dollar contract uh, to add Third Army uh, to the Air Force Base. Their Third Army is moving from Atlanta, Georgia up to Sumter, South Carolina. And the local guy called me and said, look, I've lost a lot of bids. I don't mind losing bids if I'm the high bidder, but why didn't I even get a chance to bid on that work? And we looked into it because we thought it was wrong. It turns out that the Obama administration has a policy that if there's a government contract over $25 million, they're supposed to prefer union providers. So the two-by-fours are being shipped in by, by rail from New Jersey while the local guy's now out of business. Terrible things happening, and it's a high price to pay. But those are the stories that we can use to start winning the arguments. And I, I have to give credit to my chairman to give us the opportunity to do that, to collect that information, and now to take that information to folks back home so we can start uh, making things better. Thanks very much, and thanks, Sam, for having us.